Coming up, the Brooklyn Nets thump the Philadelphia 76ers on the road, and a sequel to A Star is Born is created. We dive in on Cam Thomas coming up next. You are Locked On Nets, your daily Brooklyn Nets podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ah, yes, my friends, it is the Locked On Nets podcast right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team, the Brooklyn Nets, every single day. Over there is Doug Norrie. I'm Adam Marmbrecht. We thank you, as always, for making us your first listen of the day. We are 100% free on all those great platforms. And let you know today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNBA. That's LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNBA to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. And Doug. Bradley Cooper, step aside. It's Cam Thomas time, baby. Cooking in Philadelphia, 40-point burger. 136-121, Cam Thomas, the entire story here. I mean, yeah. he's I, he's he's pushing up against superstar here. I Like, he's, or star at least. I, he's the numbers when he gets out there and gets really started to cook. They He rivals just about any scorer in the league. He drops 40 tonight and 14 at 26 gets to play a lot of minutes because the bench was pretty short, but he's, it's like just the right time to leave him in the game. Cause he's got a lot of points. Let's just see if he can pile on the game's over. It's going to be easy. Maybe we can get to 50, right? Something like that. If he really, you know, just keeps chucking, but it's just a further Testament that the nets have something here. It's something we have known and been confused about for a while about, you know, sort of like why the rotation minutes seem to come and go. But this was just another, even against the shorthanded Sixer team, it's just still 40 points. 40 points is 40 points in the NBA. I don't care who's on the other side of the court. It just doesn't matter. Yeah, maybe sometimes it's fractionally easier to do it, but just not many guys can do it. And he's just done it a lot. And <laughs> we're we're at a point now where he is just, a, this is actually not even hyperbole. He's just one of the best, very best, uh, you know, pound for pound scorers in the entire game. 36 minutes, 14 of 26 from the field, 5 of 11 from beyond the arc, got to the line eight times, knocked down seven of those, and also kicked in five assists along the way to a 40-point performance and being a plus 23 for the Brooklyn Nets. To your point, man, we see a lot of this, and we've discussed it. Why wasn't Brooklyn doing X or JV, right, Jock Vaughn? What's the deal? Who cares anymore, right? Because now he's here. Now he's established. Now the stat lines are showing up, and whether it was by design or out of necessity, He's in the starting lineup, and he is showing you games like this, man. He's in there taking them over, and we've talked about the the ancillary parts of his game. First and foremost, he's a bucket getter, and you saw him do it in all three phases on the offensive end tonight. And it's okay. So, and going into this game, he was 15th in the league in, in points per minute, right? So, like, he's top 40 in points per game, but it's really only because he hasn't played enough minutes, right? right. And then if you if you back it out to like, or you push him to 33 minutes, he enters the top 20 easily. But if you break it down just by points per minute, he is uh, 15th overall. Oh, that was going into this game, so I'll have to rerun it real quick. But there's probably a good chance with the 40 tonight in 33 minutes or 36 minutes that he probably pushes into. 14th range let me give you the list of guys that are above him in terms of points per minute in the nba this season he had to have played more than 100 minutes Talk. joel and luca sga Giannis, steph mitchell Jokic, booker kevin durant they're on Aaron fox brunson Kyrie barely makes it because he just played enough minutes uh tatum trey young i mean that's like the all NBA i've heard team. of most of them i've heard of most of them 
That's the all NBA team, basically. And at worst, the all stars. Like, that's the very best players in the game. If you just get to play this many minutes and score this many points, you are just among the best players in the game. And like, and he's, it feels almost crazy to say it at this point. I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't, because we've seen it kind of going on for a while now and only been confused about the rotations. Mm -hmm. But when you read it like this over a long, a large sample size with efficiency numbers that aren't horrible, it's just it, the list. It, it really starts to really drill it down for anyone who might not be believing that he's just like a really, really special scorer. Yeah, you can go all the way back to when you talk about in this recent run here, all the way back to January 19th, because prior to that, he had some games where he struggled a little bit. Nine to 21, seven to 20 from the field, starting on the 19th, 13 to 18, eight to 17, six of 11, seven to 15, 11 of 19, eight of 16, 11 of 19. And then tonight, I mean, obviously explosive, right? 26 attempts because he's going for it a bit, but 14 to 26, just to your point, you know, one of the things that we highlighted along the way of, of waiting for him to kind of get these consistent minutes was reminding, Hey, go back to LSU, man. This is a guy, he was a starter, right? And there's always going to be an adjustment. If you try to turn him into something that maybe he hadn't been for his collegiate career. Now you have two years and you're trying to adapt that you have two years and you're trying to expand his game a little bit. We're not really going to talk about that. He had five assists tonight and could have maybe had eight because he set guys up really well, oh, but, but we should but talk about that. <laughs> yeah. yeah well, cause I'll, cause I'll tell you right now that part of it, yeah. you know, and we've said this, we've highlighted it, whether or not the nets were slow to get him into this expanded role. You, you have very clearly seen the difference this year versus last year, or even in this game versus the first game of the season. You've seen a difference in the way that he approaches the offensive end. He's still looking yes. to get his. He's still looking to heat check himself at times. But when he gets the ball in his hand, especially above the arc there, you see him. His head is up looking for where other players are. Where are his teammates? Rather than being you know ball-centric, where's my defender and how do I go attack him? So the game is expanded. And all you can do is be excited about the fact that we can probably see now over another 30-plus games this year, there's probably a little bit more. There's probably a little bit more we can get excited about, including converting. If his teammates knock down a couple open triples tonight, we're talking about a career-high and assist to go along with the 40-point performance. Yeah, look, month over month during the course of the season, he's increased his assists per game, right? Like, it's not a huge number, but it's 2.6 for the month of January, and he starts off in his last two games, you know, he's averaging four and a half assists per game. If this is the part of his game, we've, we've talked long talked about, if he can unlock this part, right? Like, running pick and roll, understanding quick, you know, if he's going to get trapped or blitzed, and mm -hmm. then be able to pass out of it, or just say, hey, my first initial action has kind of gotten roadblocked, like now it's time to pass quick. We're starting to see many more reaction time. Even like the, the little pick and pop he ran with Giles near the end of the game, right? Like gets into the lane, pops it, Giles hits the three. And it's like, okay, this is, I mean, that actually was, I thought like really high level because he is clearly in a place where it's, he's incentivized to keep scoring, right? right. Like you got a lot of points. You have a lot of points here. And every point after this starts to get into the, you know, elite category of got few guys that have done it. For him to kind of even pass out of that action just means that it's instinctually coming easier. And we've already seen it. And if once he unlocks this part, even on, you know, 20% more or something like that, mm -hmm. he just becomes even that much. The other shots will be easier because yeah. you have to defend against that. Like you can't just, you can't just double team him and know that nothing's going to happen. It's like, we're, we're getting into really special territory here and it's just really, really cool to watch. Yeah, the fact that he's able to hit the high difficulty shots, that's fantastic. 
But but there's a world where right now 50% of his shots are high degree of difficulty. That'll get closer to 30 as you start to have these other aspects of your game come in because then you have to respect. It's not just going to be about him. It's going to be about what he can set up, including, by the way, just quickly, before we move into a lot of other players, including Ben Simmons getting back on the court tonight. But you mentioned about those blitzing actions. I think the next phase of that is going to be not only getting the ball out of his hands when the double team comes, but then what's your action after that? Because when you get two guys coming at you, and especially if you get it into, say, a Ben Simmons or someone with decent to higher level ball handling, now you're talking about making yourself available on back cuts, getting towards the basket, and finding yourself some easy access as well. So excellent, excellent game. Superstar level game from Cam Thomas. We've seen it before. That now marks his seventh career 40-plus point game, just 22 years old. Coming up here in a second, it was the return of Ben Simmons. It was a dominant in a Joel Embiid-less game performance from one Nick Claxton. We'll cover all of the key contributors here in just one moment. All right, before we get to that, we'll tell you about our friends over at LinkedIn. Look, LinkedIn isn't just another job board. It's a huge network, more than a billion professionals making it the best place to hire, get access to professionals you can't really find anywhere else. LinkedIn does all that while making the process easy, really intuitive as well. Hiring is easy when you have that many quality candidates. So easy. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. That's all you math people out there. That's less than a day. LinkedIn knows the small businesses are wearing so many hats these days. You maybe sometimes don't have the time or the resources to hire. It's LinkedIn helps you constantly find ways to make the process easier. Just helps you find a new feature too that helps you write job descriptions. And so just making it easier and easier every step of the way. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on MBA. That's linkedin.com slash locked on MBA. Post your job for free terms and conditions apply. Also want to let you know that this show is brought to you by our sponsor, Better Help. Look, right now, therapy can be different for everyone, especially as we enter the new year. Sometimes we're just trying to get things off our chest, uh, those big things, the small things. But sometimes the small stuff even really starts to get to you, and you can let it kind of fester and sit there for a while, not be easy to just kind of not deal with it. You got to let it out, especially to someone who's unbiased in your life. I uh, want to let you know today that BetterHelp is there to help you w- for this and with this. Um, if you're just actually upset, if you want to like authentically sort of relate to yourself, you want to deal with your emotions better, if you want to avoid some of those things that you don't like doing in your life and really embrace the things and the positives in your life as well, this is where BetterHelp can jump in and help you as well. They're going to match you up with a licensed therapist and you are good to go. You can switch it anytime too. No big deal. That's where BetterHelp wants to have this work for you. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. Entirely online, designed to be flexible, totally suited to your schedule. Visit betterhelp.com slash locked on NBA. You're going to get 10% off of your first month. That's betterhelp, H E L P.com slash locked on NBA. All right, so as we continue our post-game coverage of the Brooklyn Nets, a dominant performance, not only from Cam Thomas, but the team overall as they take down the 76ers on the road, 136-121 victory, victory, excuse me. Reminder, you go over to uh, wegotnets.com where you can pick yourself up a free ebook, five stories in five days, all about key moments throughout the Brooklyn Nets franchise history, even going back to those Jersey days. And it'll also keep you up to date on some of the new features we have rocking over there. So check out wegotnets.com. Now, the other thing that happened here, Doug, was good performances from everybody else. Let's let's talk about Ben Simmons here because the old, the old dial the meter up, dial it back down, dial it back up again. He, he obviously had the knee contusion concerns, comes back, plays in this game, and gives you another type of performance that is at least encouraging. 
do you where do you stand now after the elation of that first game are we now just in the territory of hey keep showing me good minutes show yeah. me the pace and all those things right like and i'm not trying to downplay it but it's like but that's where no. we're at now right show me another game three four five six seven eight in a row and we can start to envision this actually having an impact on the back half of this season yeah, look, we said it for forever. Like the Nets are clearly better with him on the court, right? I don't think that's uh, that's unassailable at this point, especially with their current roster. They need him in a way that they just, I mean, they need any bot like you know live bodies as much as possible. They particularly need his set of skills. Mm-hmm. He's been, I think, plus twenty five in the thirty two minutes that he's been out there on the court since returning from injury. The pace is lightning fast. The energy level, everyone seems to sort of like level up from an energy perspective when he's on the court. Um, I don't think that this, I think the, I'm really glad this performance didn't happen first. I'm glad the other one was sort of like the first game and I'll get my camera working back here again in a sec, but um, I'm glad, I'm glad that this was the first game and not the other one. If I'm going to take one dig at this, it's going to be that 14 minutes and zero shots is like, you know, kind of concern territory, but in terms of like just overall, just a performance, I mean, the Nets just clearly need them. Oh, of course, right? We, we we talk about, as you say, pushing pushing the tempo, finding open shooters. You know, there's one thing, and I'm going to put this into the category of things that they need to continue to work with and grow from. We said it when he came back in the first game, uh, going back a couple of last week, that it the, on the offensive end, when it's in transition and when he's pushing tempo, it's obviously a very good thing. You did get some sample size tonight, and it's not to knock him. It's just as a reminder. Hadn't played a lot with Cam with Cam Johnson. You're still trying to figure yourself out. When they got into those half court sets, there was a in one play, you got something that I really liked. And then the reminder of of something that needs to be worked out. He came out and set the screen for Cam Johnson. And it was right. Like Ben Simmons is a physical presence when you want to set those screens, does a great job with it. The problem was sets the screen. Cam Johnson works around the curl. He goes towards the basket. And so do all the defenders because Ben Simmons ends up just kind of in no man's land. Right. And figuring out that spacing when you do not get out in transition, that's something that was already there. We talk about it when Claxton's on the floor with him, if they're ever going to share the court. But in these moments, even when you have all the shooters and should have all the spacing, he just either one of two things has to happen. He needs to be ready for a lob, ready to attack the rim or get completely out of the way because it actually does start to bog things down in there. Just something you want to see growth on here going forward. Yeah, exactly. Right. So he's do he does all the things that you the Nets desperately need. Right. Like yep. I said, like getting out, getting the pace up, right. Being a ball uh, distribution first, looking for shooters all the time, head on a swivel, knows where every guy is, even when everyone's moving at full speed rebounds. The, the best thing you can have like specifically with the transition and catching teams in transition is having your primary ball handler rebound, right? Like if you have your primary ball handler grabbing the rebound, pushing pace, like that is one of the best ways to really cross match people to death. And we've seen that like, you know, Westbrook was always great at this, or mm-hmm. even Harden was great at this for times, right? Like they work to get him uh, on the, on the block to get rebounds. And then he'd be able to kind of move, start moving the ball up the court and really evaluate everything. Like Simmons does that as good as anybody else in the game. But it's so funny when you look at the stat line or just watch the game be played because you just it's always going to stand out that there's this one glaring deficiency. I think for the current way the Nets are constructed, it's just fine, probably, yeah. right? Like, uh, I think it's just, it is what it is at this point. Do, do we need to get to like five shots per game to like at least keep everyone a little honest? 
I mean, of course, uh, it's not. And he had a couple just... of turnovers tonight where, where he had the opportunity to go at the yeah. basket and it ended up getting congested, right? And that's what it was. It was like, oh, that, that's right. You still have that chance. Just go to the rim. Even if you get fouled, you go to the line, you miss them all. It doesn't matter. It's still foul piling and just putting that in the defense's mind. Yeah, right. And so, like, just keep, like, it needs to get there. It has to be more than zero. Let's put it that way. 14 minutes and zero shots. I know what you're saying because like the the the, the scoreboard ends up looking or the stat line l- ends up not telling you the full story. You had to kind of watch that it was, there was, you know, at least a little bit of an effort. It's still not enough, but that's okay. I, like they, when you, and that's why when you have guys like Cam Thomas, when you have guys like Mikhail Bridges who can be three level scorers, it does mitigate that some. If it was just pace and space, just shooters around him, I think it would be a little more glaring. The fact that it's mm-hmm. two scorers with him, right? Like, I think there's a you know difference between shooters and scorers. Cam Thomas and Bridges are scorers. And that will mean it's, like, not as big of a deal. But yeah. for the Nets to kind of hit, like, a next little level here, he needs to – he does need to shoot at least at the rim, right? Like, yes. at least try to dunk a couple times. Uh, like, that just, that just has to happen. But overall, though, I think this has been – as good as you could really probably hope for his return, mostly just because he's played, right? And like he's actually out there playing minutes. And that's for him, unfortunately, that's the most important thing right now. Only other sign from him, too, uh, please. 14 minutes tonight, as you say, okay, you know, we're not going to really get too dialed in on the minutes just yet, but did have now the nine rebounds, excellent, the four personal fouls, right? So there are these little moments where if three fouls going back to the game against Utah as well in just 18 minutes. So trying to strike that balance, that was a concern for him at the start of the season. And even going back to last year, there just seems to be, maybe it's just an over-eagerness on, on the defensive end to say, I know I can shut these guys down. You overcommit a little bit, or... There's also been, I think, some frustration fouls where it's just, ah, I should I should be able to be there. Maybe it's physically yeah. or otherwise, right? I want to get to yeah, that spot. So, I can't get there, so I'm going to go ahead and grab this dude because I know I should be there. Yeah, I think there's like a little muscle memory from his past where he's like, yeah, like where he's been able to defend guys in a certain way, and yeah. he just clearly is just a step slower now. I, like that's that that's obvious. He's mm-hmm. not as fast as he's still fast. He's faster and more, you know. Uh, more springy than a lot of other Nets guys, but he's not at the level he was before. And I think, and it could be partly having lost a half half step, which it's obvious that that would happen. It's also just hasn't spent a lot of time on court, so your timing's all off, right? Like your right. your timing's just off because you just haven't been on the court in a long time. That's just been a consistent problem for him as well because he hasn't been able to stay on the court for long periods of time. And so I, I think there's a, probably a double bottom line of things happening here. But again you hope against hope that those things are able to sort of solve themselves by just playing more minutes. But that's where we're going to keep fingers crossed territory from here to the end of the season. Coming up next, obviously we have to talk about the double double that was Nicholas Claxton. And then a little bit of spice from one Mikhail Bridges. This guy's playing with a bit of an edge over the last handful of games. You'll love to see it, especially as he steps onto the court in Philadelphia, where once upon a time he played for Villanova. We'll dive in on that narrative coming up here in just one second. All right, before we get to that, happy Super Bowl Sunday to all who celebrate from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Look, Super Bowl Sunday, it's coming up, folks. We're about a little more than a week away. It's all about scoring the best seat on the couch, grabbing your favorite football snacks, placing some super bets. I'm over there looking at FanDuel right now. A couple I like. Gave this one the other day. Brock Purdy. Oh, it went up. It went up on the the recommendation. It was over. We had over 11 and a half. Now it's up to 12 and a half rushing yards for Brock Purdy. Line movers, baby. Good job by all you going out there and grabbing that over to push the market. We'll give you another one right here. We're going to go Travis. No one likes to bet the unders. Travis Kelsey under 70 and a half receiving yards. Again, 
Those unders are hard to click, but you should do it right now for the Travis Kelsey piece. It's just a little bit what you're going to get over on FanDuel right now. Uh, you can get also these like what player is going to score a touchdown, how many points will be scored. There's so many more you can get into when it comes to the FanDuel props. New customers join today. You're going to get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. That's 200 in bonus bets. Got to do a $5 bet. Got to have that win, and you're going to grab that 200 in bonus bets. Just visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to sign up. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sportsbook partner of the NFL. All right, so as we tie a bow here, not only on the Locked On Nets podcast, but also live on YouTube, where we always appreciate everybody coming in, especially for a Saturday night special, a 136-121 victory for the Brooklyn Nets. Maybe, if we have enough time, probably for an off day. What does it mean? The Nets are winning some basketball games. It's almost like we can't remember that they were capable of doing that. Inside of this one, though, Nicholas Claxton stepped on the court tonight, looked across, said, no Joel Embiid. Oh, looks yeah. like it's my time to shine. Oh, what's your name there, Reed? Yeah, you're going to you're going to go ahead and you're going to taste this. I We've said this a lot throughout this season. Nicholas Claxton, there's something going on inside of his head. Maybe it's that he wasn't. He didn't make all defensive team a year ago. Right. Doesn't get recognized the way he should. Has a big contract potentially coming. There are just moments when you see this switch switch with flip with him, excuse me. And he's like, yeah, I'm going to all of a sudden get like pretty aggressive about everything that I'm doing on the court. And you see that, by the way, tying it to Ben Simmons. Nicholas Claxton is a guy, four, 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 four attempts, four makes, right? Ends up going and getting to the line, by the way, six times and knocking down four of those as well. Kicks in 15 rebounds, four assists in this game, 12 points, a plus 18. I mean, that's the type of box score right there for him. Obviously, no Joel Embiid, but that's an all-phase impact. The same thing we talk about with Cam Thomas, same thing you talk about Ben Simmons, just spatial awareness. Yeah, I got the ball in my hands, but is there an easier play for me to make here for somebody else? I loved Love the game tonight from Claxon. Yeah, I was just counting up here. He had 15. Uh, yeah, he had 15 rebounds, and the entire uh, Sixers starting lineup had 16 rebounds. Is that right? Uh, no, no, they had 15. They had 15 rebounds also. So, um, yeah, it just tells kind of the whole story. He was all over the place with the boards. And that was, by the way, that was only in 26 minutes for him, yeah. right? Like he was just re- a total rebounding monster. I four still blocks, don't... by the way. Sorry. I, I I hate to leave out four blocks, including one that was 18 inches below the rim, but he chose to aggressively slap off the court and like into the third row. Yeah, look, I, I like that he has a chip on his shoulder. Not many of these Nets guys do. Like he definitely yeah. plays with a chip on his shoulder. Like, you know, just takes a little extra beat when he lets, you know, when he dunks, you know, just gets you in your face for an extra half second, kind of like begging for the tee uh, at times and just, and you know, has gotten it for just kind of just, I don't know, I don't know if it's celebrating. I'm I'm all fine with this stuff. It's like totally harmless, but he definitely has that in him. I think like the next thing we need to see from him, he just has to probably play more minutes. Um, I get that sometimes late game stuff is a little hard for him because of the fouling and that you don't want to get to the line with him. So he's not going to probably ever be like a 35 minute per game guy, but his impact on the court, he's going to be super interesting when we get to the end of the season with what the contract thing him with his like what happens with him right like Daron's been out for a while he'll return I don't think he's too far from returning and like I, I don't know if we haven't forgot about his performance but Sharp was so good that they was like willing to start saying like hey you know what is it is Claxton just going to command more on the market than the Nets should maybe sign him for it's a testament to how good he is it's not a knock against Claxton at all but I think that's going to be one of the more interesting sort of offseason subplots is like sort of where they see I mean, assuming he makes it through the trade deadline, which I think he will. But the, you know, just like it's just be a subplot of like sort of where he lands because when he has games like this, you're like, oh man, I mean, this is like sort of elite stuff that he's bringing to the table. I don't know if it's consistent enough, but 
he definitely has it in him. And so, and, it, and because like his ceiling is so high with, with some of this defensive stuff and getting on the boards, it's just going to be interesting. I, I just don't probably have to wait to the off season to figure out where we finally land, but this is clearly one of his best performances. Yeah, he's got four out of his last five games, double-double performances uh, going back to the Minnesota game where they lost, obviously, but 11-16 and 16 for him there. And then also gave you 17-8 and eight the game prior. So, And, and there's double-doubles littered throughout the month of January. So like you say, consistency and bringing it forward tonight was a good night for him. I, don't wanna, I didn't want to get too far into the final segment without getting to Mikhail Bridges because I, I mentioned it there leading in. I like I, I like a little bit of like chippy Mikhail Bridges. Yeah, there, there, there's clearly something here. He's talked about it. We've seen him in post games talk about being frustrated. Right moments where he knows that it's his responsibility. He needs to play better. There's two things that I want to tie in here. One, the chippiness, the defensive aggression, getting into it with Maxi a bit. Like I, I just I like that he's there to step up and want those kind of challenges. And it looks like he's a little more dialed in on that end. And I think a part of that has been that him and Cam Thomas, who I'll admit. Start of the season, I said, you know, are these guys going to be able to play well together? It was clunky when they tried it. Then they got completely away from it. You've seen them start to play and share the court really well together. And that's affording, I think, Mikhail Bridges to, on a possession-to-possession basis, kind of pick his spots where, what am I dialed in on? I'm dialed in on the defensive end for these possessions. I'm dialed in on a specific aspect as opposed to feeling like he maybe has to do it all. Good game from him overall tonight. You know, we've watched every Mikhail Bridges game since he became a net. Can you remember a time where he got into it with another player? I I was really trying to think about it. I really couldn't. And there was a time where I thought he, there was a time he got a technical and I was like, oh, the ref really must have screwed up here. Like if Bridges gets a frustration towards the ref, we've seen a little bit of, but a little bit. And, and, but I, but toward another player, I really couldn't think. And now he's like a, a universally a sort of like love guy in the NBA, right? This mm-hmm. is why he's a good, a great asset to have on the team. This is why the team kind of hit a home run in, the, in getting out of the KD deal, bringing him in because in addition to being like just, you know, a really, really good player, he is just sort of the consummate professional. Seems like he's just kind of universally liked, right? Just like good guy, like good, mm-hmm. gets like a lot of good guy points. But I just really couldn't, when he was mixing up with Maxi, it was like, so like an out of body experience. I, I couldn't remember. But I was just going to ask you if you remember seeing. It. I, I just couldn't remember a time where I where he really started mixing up with a player, which actually made me feel like Maxi really did something. <laughs> right? You know, it's only only with the refs where he's been like, "Hey, like where he seemed like it boiled over of like that's clearly a foul call." And maybe that sense, as all players do, I've risen to a level in the NBA that I just I should be getting some of these calls here. I, I should not be getting treated like the eighth guy coming in off the bench here. I'm a starter on the face of this team right now. There's been that, but no, there's never been. And to your point. I think they said on the broadcast that Maxi is kind of that pest kind of guy. He was holding he wants- him. Like he was kind of like arm barring him like a little yeah. bit. And I think that's where it started. They were trying to get him in the post. And I think he kind of locked up his arm. And I don't, I guys really don't appreciate that. Cause you can actually dislocate stuff. Like if you Probably are locked up on your oh, arm, like yeah, you continue your action. Uh, yeah. The guys will get really mad about that. Yo, Linux went through this for a while. Like there's guys that will just do it. And it gets guys just don't like it. Cause you use the force against it and you dislocate your shoulders, stuff like that. But I, yeah, it was just interesting to watch. I like it. Let's get a little chippiness. Yeah. Let's get a little attitude on this team. Like they need, they need this. It's funny too because I've been thinking about this, watching some other teams. I was watching Memphis the other night, and I was thinking, you know, sometimes we say, I think sometimes we give the Nets an excuse and say, oh, you know, they don't have as much talent as some of these other teams, right? Like they're not, they're not as talented. They don't have as much high, and they don't have no, there's no real superstars. I know we just won't talk about Cam Thomas, but you know, they don't have. But then I was watching Memphis the other night. I was like, man, these guys just fight all the time. Like they're just, it doesn't matter. It's like, you know, it's, it's, you know, Vince Williams and right. right? And then the other night was Scotty Pippen. It's, you know, Jacob Gilliard. Like these guys, 
they're just like all out there fighting so hard and staying every game. So I was like, I don't know if we see that all the time from the Nets. I thought we saw that early in the year where they were really fighting. I think they sort of got away from it with during a slide. Mm-hmm. And I don't know anything that can kind of kick them into gear on just being like, Hey, this is still playing a season here. We're still in the NBA. Like, let's go, like, let's get chippy. Like, let's get mad. I, I don't know. They, they just have to, I think they just, have, I think I'd like to see it more is what I'm saying. Like just get physical. Yeah. Even if you're like a little slighter than the other team, it's, it's going to be good for the team to do it. Yeah. I don't mind. And by the way, in the last couple of games against, it was against Utah. I think, uh, yeah, I think it was against Utah. And then, and then tonight's game, the other teams have, I think, tried to be a little more over physical with the nets. Right. And say, ah, we, we feel like maybe we can push you around. So I think there's been a little bit these last few games of, yeah, maybe it is that narrative. Eh, this team, they, they kind of roll over, right? You, you beat them up a little bit. They're not the biggest team in the world, and they don't really answer that bell. And I will tie it back to not to put too much on you know, what Ben Simmons' return has meant, but we highlighted the, the comments, how the team, how the players feel about him. He seems to be a well-liked guy in that locker room. Yeah. I, maybe, you know, the, the Ben Simmons return, if you go back to the start of the season and what everybody thought it was going to be, there's something there, right? At least in the short term, you get this little bump of everyone going, hey, Ben's here, 18 minutes, 15 minutes. If he can get up to 20, right? Like that's a really, a really um, impactful point coming out of this losing run of saying, okay, we can get this thing back on track, right? And you need to kind of just leave whatever you've got left because the deadline's coming. We're hearing the rumors. Is Doe going to get sent out? Is Royce not going to be here, right? So you're probably fighting for yourself and also for the guys that you feel like you want to keep a part of this team. I know that's like cliche narrative building, but I think it no, I don't think so. If, you, if you're if you're players in that locker room that like playing with one another and feel like the season has not gone according to script from where you think you are from a talent standpoint. And sometimes you just need like a little shot in the arm. Like sometimes you start winning, you're like, oh, that feels good. Like let's keep doing that. <laughs> right, like sometimes yeah. like I'm being serious. I yeah, so no, sometimes just like it takes as much as just like, oh, it's hard to see it. We've lost a lot of games, you know, and it's hard to sort of get yourself out of it once you do. It's like not too dissimilar than just like I've missed a lot of my shots. I just hit one and now I know what it feels like again. Yeah. Right. And now and now it's sort of a way you go. And I wonder if the Nets butting up against that kind of territory here where it's like oh okay we remember how to do this we have the talent to do it and we have a guy that maybe we can rely on on cam thomas to get us buckets when we need it and sometimes i mean that stuff's really really pays off all right we're gonna get out of here we'll look stick now. around in a few Brooklyn nets have won three out of four come on stop it stop it we're getting too excited all right uh we'll stick around here in a little bit and for youtube if you have a question throw it in at locked on nets we'll try to get to some before we get out of here on a saturday night in the meantime make sure you go to we got nets com gotten great feedback from this and i really appreciate everyone that's gotten this and sent a message uh to us about the stories that you know net stories from the history there's gonna be more coming tons more stuff coming from we got nets go to we got nets.com grab that free ebook this is cam thomas to his teammates to his coaches to the organization and frankly to the world all you gotta do is trust me that's all you gotta do it's also jackson maine oh one of the all-time great poets we'll be back again tomorrow in a moment on youtube talking more brooklyn nets basketball